0: Hey, 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 this is Brittany Geneva, episode five of Mindful Musings. Um, You'll see it's been a couple of weeks since I did the last episode. I think, again, as I'm constantly trying to figure out where to, you know, build some consistency, two things. I'm going to start putting these out on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays, and I'm going to start doing them um, every two weeks just because I think that's going to be a little bit easier for me to maintain and eventually work my way up to once a week, but every two weeks on Thursday, look for the next episode. So thanks guys. This is episode five. I really appreciate those of you who have like shared on social media, tagged me, encouraged people to listen to the podcast. That's so nice. Like I'm so thankful, um, that anybody actually cares to do that. So, um, So this episode, I want to talk about something that I've been seeing a lot in the news about, like, something that's an old, things that are old topics, but coming up in new ways, so... One is I saw um, a Washington Post piece recently about this idea of ghosting. Obviously, we know that ghosting is something that comes from dating. You know, you're dating somebody or, you know, you've been texting and calling and then suddenly they disappear on you. And then, um, but now that's that's sort of evolving past being just a dating thing and it's becoming an employment thing. So the story had a lot of examples of people who either – who ghosted in one of several ways, either they actually had a job and they just up and left like no two weeks notice. No, you know, any type of those traditional ways that you exit a company, they just didn't come back the next day. Um, Or ghosting like during a, an interview process where maybe, you know, they were interviewing with somebody and it was time for the next step of the interview and they just didn't respond or, You know, they were somewhere along in the process and just stopped responding to the recruiter or hiring manager or whatever. So that's the first thing. The second thing is a story I read in Vox about how, you know, obviously we know just from our personal experience, like as you get older the number of friends you have in your circle gets smaller and smaller. Like there are fewer people who you would actually call friends, you know, maybe when you were in college or high school, everybody you knew was your friend. But when you're 30, you're like, I got about six friends, okay? They're talking about, oh, we can FaceTime with 30 people. I don't have 29 other people to call, you know? (laughs) So that idea that, you know, obviously as you get older, you lose friends. But why is that? And this article basically said the reason why is because as we get older, people tend to become more flaky. You know, if if it's, you know, somebody has invited you out to dinner or out to drinks or over to the house and you say you're going to go, but then at the last minute, you can't, you say you can't make it. And it becomes this ongoing loop of trying to reschedule the same coffee 12 times. And folks, you know, just look, just say you don't want to go. So, and, and basically the article was saying, if you are an adult and you're feeling like, gosh, I wish I had more friends, the article was saying, stop being so flaky. So I, I read these things like back to back, just random things that I saw like on Twitter, on social media. And I'm like, what is going on like in 2018 and in society at large that makes people feel like it's okay to not be a person of your word? Like, I am always dumbfounded and shocked by the number of people I know who are perfectly fine not being people of their word. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why do people do that? I wouldn't, it never even, I would be so weighed down with guilt if I said to somebody, I am going to be there or I am going to do this and I know that they were looking for me, especially if it's somebody I like, somebody who is either already a good friend to me or somebody who I think we could be friends. And the fact that I would just up and be like, JK, that's so disrespectful. It's rude, it's disrespectful of their time. Perfect example, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was, um, I had gotten invited to, so actually this is an example in two different ways. So I had gotten invited to a holiday party, ugly sweater party here in DC. And, um, I had, you know, I was like, Oh, can I bring, bring a plus one? And the host was like, sure. And so then I hit up a girl who, you know, I have, um, we met just a few months ago, but she's also from Atlanta. And I just feel like, you know, she could be a good friend to me. Like we're both, you know, relatively new to DC. So like, let, you know, like we should try to bond and we should see if I can see if I can make a new friend here. So I invited her to come with me. Uh, and you know, we were all set to go. And that day I really felt very shitty. Like I was trying to like sleep it off and like, Maybe by the time it's time to go to this party, I'll feel better. But a bitch was tired and I just was like, I don't know. I just was feeling really bad. But I said to myself two things. One, the best way to never get an invite again is to flake on an invite. Like if you don't want any invites, flake on or decline invites and that's a perfect way to make sure you'll never get another one. And as a person who wants to make more friends in DC, I can't afford to do that. I'm like, if I get invited somewhere, I'm going to go unless it like truly is an emergency. Right? So that's one. I didn't want to flake on the host of that party who invited me to it. And two, I didn't want to flake on my friend who I invited as my plus one. She was getting ready. She was on her, you know, she was, the whole day, probably, you know, like looking forward to it and had picked out her ugly sweater and all that. And if I had called her and been like, "Never mind, I'm not going to go. It's not like she could go without me because she was my plus one. So on both sides, I just sucked it up and was like, I'm tired, but I'm going to go to this party anyway, so that A, I can maintain goodwill with the host of the party and B, so I can maintain goodwill for the person I invited. And that is A mature way to think like that's not being, you know, people say, oh, self-care is feeling free to turn down invitations. I disagree. Self-care is, you know, feeling free to flake. No, self-care is when you look ahead and you say, I know I'm doing too much right now. So let me plan some time in my life where I kick back or I take it easy. Self-care is not being a flaky bitch. Like don't don't do that stop doing that like I I just don't I'm really taken aback and I really dislike the culture that is being created that is enabled by technology and enabled by texting and all these ways that you can communicate with people without seeing and hearing them so then it makes it easier for you to feel detached and and say never mind I don't want to maintain my commitment but that's not okay. I don't like the fact that it seems to just becoming so acceptable to be flaky and to ghost. Like I I can remember when I lived in New York, I had met this guy on Tinder. Oh, the one who I told y'all about, the one who I feel like is low-key stalking me. Anyways, maybe I should have ghosted him. But anyways, so we met on Tinder and we had been texting and he said, you know, I'm going to, take you out on whatever day and then the same day he said, um, never mind, can we reschedule and and it was like very you know like relatively soon before the outing like maybe just a few hours before. So at first I was just gonna not write back. at first I was just gonna be like, nope but I said, you know what A I am a very good communicator so I need to communicate. B, he needs to know so that he don't do this again you know this is this is bs so i wrote him and i said so i actually do not want to continue to go out or communicate because i really don't like the flakiness that you just displayed and to me if you want to go out you'll make it work or you will actually reschedule in a more timely manner not just a few hours before So I let him know, this is when we're not going to be continuing and this is why. And then he was like, oh my God, wait, no, please. And he found a way to make the original time and date work, which means that he was probably doing that because he was tired. Oh man, I don't feel like going home from work and having to change my clothes into something nice, some bullshit excuse. And I held him accountable and was like, you're not just going to fucking flake on me. And I'm going to act like that's okay. Because it was too easy. It was too easy for him to be like, okay, just kidding. We can go on the original date. Girl, that means there was nothing truly in the way of you doing this except for your little convenience. And I I just, I'm like, why do we do that? Why do we feel like we owe nothing to anyone if it's inconvenient for us? God forbid we be tired. Look, you know, you'd be setting dates with folks weeks in advance And then the time comes and you're tired and you know what? You're always going to be tired every day. There's a reason to be tired every day. There's a reason to say no to something, but you can't just keep giving into that. And then you will look up and be 30, 35, 40 and not have no friends. Don't do that. There was another friend of mine who, Oh my God. Like I love him to death. I really love him as a human being, but he's flaky as fuck. Like, Oh, so flaky. And he would tell me, he would go get to the point of being like, can't wait to see you like really bigging up our date, you know? And then just, uh, I didn't make it. Or sometimes just ghost and flake, like didn't make it and didn't tell me why. And so one day I was like, what in the world is wrong with you? Why do you keep doing this? And he was like, honestly, Brittany, I just have a really hard time saying no. I just have a really hard time. Like, declining things that I know I, I should decline. And I'm like, okay, you know, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate the fact that you want to please people, but it is far, far, far worse for you to flake on our outing than from the beginning to just say, I can't do it. It's okay to just say, I can't do it now. No, as I said in the beginning, no, no, that if you keep telling someone you can't do it, they're going to stop inviting you. So if you're okay with that, then by all means. But just know that if you, if you keep declining an invite, the invites will stop. They will stop. But if you have to decline an invite for whatever reason, and it truly is, I just don't feel like it, you know, because you really are just that tired, just say no. Just, just say no just say no. Like, please. I just, I care. And and at first I used to think like, am I doing too much? You know, because I would be in situations where I really don't feel like going somewhere. And it's like taking a lot of effort to get to somewhere or see somebody. Uh, But I would do it anyway. And I would ask myself like, girl, are you doing too much? You know, would this person do that for you? You know, why would they overcome tiredness just to come to your function? And even if the answer is no, even if that particular person wouldn't, I think that I'm, I have built like goodwill and good karma generally, because I really am there for people. Like when people ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. If you're hosting something, I'm going to come through. and. I look at even the fact of, you know, when I quit my job three months ago, I have just had people calling me, offering me opportunities. I haven't even really been pitching myself, but I've had people coming to me and saying, Brittany, I thought about you, would you be interested in XYZ? And I think some of that is a result of me being a consistent person in their life and coming through for them and being around when people ask me to be around and now it's coming back to me like in a positive way. So I think you know we just really have to stop looking at being a person of your word, showing up when you said you were going to show up, speaking and and closing out a situation as opposed to just ghosting. We need to stop looking at all of that as just a shrug. You know, that's just the way it is now. And I think we should really aspire to be more responsible to other people in terms of respect, in terms of, of, of giving them what we would want for ourselves and, and challenge ourselves to, to stop leaning on, you know, the ways that we communicate now as excuses for enabling us to, to not be um, as good to others. You know, back in the day, if you had a date with somebody and you weren't going to show up, you had to call them on the phone you had to call them and have a voice to voice conversation that said, "Hey, I know I was supposed to meet you for dinner, but I'm not going to be able to make it." You know, or you had to actually stop by and see them somewhere and tell them face to face. And if you know you have to do that, that's going to make you think twice about ghosting because you're like, "Shit. You know, I might be able to see the disappointment on the other person's face or hear the disappointment in their voice." And now if all you have to do is shoot a quick text, Or all you have to do is, you know, send a DM and say, oh, I'm not going to make it. Or even if you just don't say anything and you see that they call you, all you got to do is just decline or ignore the call, you know? So now it's just so easy to be detached. But like, what kind kind of goodwill is that producing for yourself? You're going to be old and alone because everybody's going to be like, this is a flaky person that I can't rely on or call on. Or if I know that if we could be having a great conversation and they're going to say all this, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. And I know that they're not going to follow through, you know? So I just, you know, I don't, I hate for this um, whole episode to be me like scolding and being like shaking my finger, like do better. But it is a little bit of that because I really, you know, I cannot tell you, even since I've lived in D.C., I have like, so I, you know judge me for this if you want to or think badly of me if you want to but i really miss like having gay bffs like when i was in atlanta and when i was in new york i had like my go-to gays we hang out all the time talk all the time and now they live in la and or back in new york and i just like don't have any gays that i can call anymore and i miss them so every time i meet like a cool gay guy i get kind of excited like maybe this will be my new gay BFF, you know, like I miss, I miss it. I miss the energy. So there are two guys in particular that I met, like at different occasions. And the first time we hung out, it was like, we hit it off. We, it was such a good vibe. I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, you know, let me, let me be cool. You know, let me not act too eager, you know, (laughs) like I don't want them to know how excited I am about our potential, like, you know, friendship that could be forming. But, you know, I was excited and we had texted and again, in in both cases, texted like, okay, let's set up another meeting. So in one case, it was like, we're going to, we had like a mutual friend who was having a birthday party and we were like, oh, this is great. We'll go to the party. We'll hang out there. Maybe we'll do something else, just the two of us afterwards. Like, this will be amazing. He even was like, texting me an hour before, like, I hope you're getting ready. I hope you're about to be there. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. What's up? So I get there. That man never showed up, never called me to say why he didn't show up. And then when I hit him up, like, is everything okay? Because I thought maybe something went wrong. He didn't write me back till the next day. Oh my bad. I drank too much girl. If you don't. Oh. And so then in the other situation, we had actually hung out a few times. Like we had got, you know, we had probably went to brunch or went to drinks three or four times. Um, And, you know, I was definitely excited. Like, oh man, like we're starting to hang out on a regular basis now. And then I hit him up about something and I never heard back from the man again. And I still haven't heard back from him. So I'm just like, bro, like the level of, ghostiness and flakiness, not even in romantic situations. You know, it's just like, oh, like I want to wear a t-shirt that says, if you are flaky, don't talk to me. Like I need you to go all the way to the left, please. So I just would, I think we should all challenge ourselves to just say no if the answer is no. But if we have said yes to someone, to really try to follow through on our word and understand the importance of building that goodwill with people by being there for them, you know? I just keep thinking of all these examples, like my good friend, rest in peace, uh, Michael Feeney, just the most wonderful, one of the most wonderful people I ever met. Um, he passed away in 2016, I believe. Yeah. 2016. Um, and, and one of the things that everybody said about him, like everybody who, uh, knew him, they were all like, Mike was so reliable and Mike had things going on. He had medical issues. Uh, he, he, Mike had a lot going on and he still kept his word all the time. And like, he he had two funeral services and they were both packed to capacity in huge churches. And the reason why he left such a legacy and the reason why so many people came to pay their respects was because he was good to people and he was there for people. I, when I lived in New York, I didn't in my second apartment. I didn't have um, a doorman or a concierge, so if I got a package, it was they were just going to leave it outside, or if it was too big, they were going to send it back to the sorting facility. And I'm like, "Hucha, I can't go all the way out to Brooklyn to get that." So I had asked him because I couldn't work from home that day. I was like, "Can you go sit in my apartment and wait for the <laughs> package to come?" And he was like, "Sure." He was like, absolutely, he went there, he received my package, he like took it out of the box and like started sorting the pieces so it would be easier to put together like, he was amazing like he always was there when you needed him. And he was so reliable and dependable and he had every excuse not to be. So I was just, you know, that's always one of the things that I remember the most about him. So when you are a person of your word and a person who can be trusted and a person who is dependable and reliable, that actually leaves a legacy. Like people will actually remember that about you if they don't remember anything else. So I just think it's so important to be more mindful of keeping our word to each other and being good and and responsible to each other because it matters. It really does matter. in like your future and the way people are going to look at you and the way people are going to think about you. Um, so that's all I had to say about that. I just needed to get that off my heart, honey, off my chest. Cause I am, I am real disappointed with, the way things appear to be going. But, um, that is episode five of mindful musings, please. If you have thoughts, if you have comments, if you think I'm full of shit, whatever, hit me up. I'm on social media, Brittany underscore Geneva on all the things. And I hope you'll come back for episode six. Bye.